How many of you saw Avatar? It's a lot. Well, it's this movie about people on another planet and those who have to go through a transitional, a form transformation to be able to interact with them. But one of the things that happens in Avatar is an exchange where when you greet somebody, you walk up to them and you say, I see you, and call their name. And they respond, I see you, and call your name. And they're not just talking about, oh, I see you. you know, you're standing there, of course I see you, duh. Um, but, it's, but it's something deeper. It's talking about, I am witnessing who you are. And that's not about what position you hold or what you have on or, or um, whatever masks might be brought. It's about seeing deeper. I've run into a lot of places lately where this discussion has happened or, or things about being seen have come up. Um, Claudia Harris called my attention to an article in a, a newsletter that I receive from Church of the Larger Fellowship, which is a branch of the Unitarian Universalist Association that serves those who, who live in places where there are not congregations. Um, so Church of the Larger Fellowship sends out this newsletter called The Quest. I think it's for meaning is the subheading on the quest. Um, but in this particular newsletter, there was an article called To Be Seen, and it talks about how in the Hindu tradition, um, women uh, it get, told a story of one woman who was 80, who walked miles and miles and miles and miles when she could have gone on a junket in crowded vehicles with other people, but for her, the pilgrimage was important to go to a place where there is what we would consider a statue with large eyes. But in that tradition, the statue isn't a representation of that which is greater. The, the god goddess in spirit indwells that statue. And this woman was going there to experience what's called darsan or darshan. And that's a Sanskrit phrase for vision or beholding. And it means a whole lot of different things. It means to have um, a spiritual experience. It means to be uh, in the presence of some someone or something holy, but it also means to be beheld in a very profound way. 
if we are fortunate, sometimes in our sometime in our life, we have the experience of meeting the eyes of someone else who we absolutely feel seen by. Do you know what I'm talking about? It has nothing to do with our flaws or lack of them, our accomplishments or lack of them, our outward appearance and and grooming or lack of it. It's all about, I think, spirits recognizing each other. And it's a very rare thing, or it would seem to be. But I think, really, the deepest longing that each of us has is to be seen, to be known, to be recognized for exactly who we are at our essence and loved anyway. I think that the lack of that or the, or, or the occasions that we have longed for that and not received it from people that have been primary in our lives, whether it was teachers or families or uh, co-workers or people that we've been in relationship with on another level, I think that's what has generated probably our wounds. And if we look back to what those wounds are, even if even if they've if if we've been physically assaulted, that's someone else not recognizing who we are and honoring that. I think most of our responses to the world are built on either the longing for that being seen, the times that it hasn't happened, or the recognition. that in seeing others, we heal ourselves and them. I think this is why people go to church. I think this is why we have friends. At the very core of who every single being on the planet is, a worthiness. What in our principles we call inherent worth and dignity. But we've, we've become accustomed to the idea, and I don't, know, I, I don't know whether we learn it or if we're taught it, and maybe both, that the world re- doesn't really want to see who we are. The world doesn't want to know the places that are confused or... or 
other than presentable by whatever standard that is. And so we go around all wearing masks, all separated within ourselves from who we really are because we can't be that. That's not acceptable. And when we're that, we know that we get wounded. Or when we try to be that open and aren't seen, it hurts. I think one of the most profound things we can do in our lives is come to accept that some of those we love most are not capable of seeing us. And then maybe recognize the ways that we've let wanting that recognition shape our lives. I have a friend that I was talking to recently, and she had, she all of a sudden realized that the reason she was having trouble, or she would buy a purse and take it home, and then decide that that purse wasn't right and she'd take it back to the store she was trying to do some redecorating in, in her house and she would buy some furniture or, or couldn't decide on a paint color to save her life and what she realized was that she was seeking that purse or that color of which her mother would approve You can laugh, but I bet you every one of us does that on some level. And it's all because we want to be seen, right? We greet people that we've met before with, with the template that we've made of them in our mind. We come into places wanting to be heard and wanting to be seen. And because everybody's wanting to be seen, nobody is seeing. If we can show up trying to disrobe from all of those layers of coats like a, like a bag lady, everything is piled on top. You know, peeling away the layers of stuff that we've put on because we weren't seen. And come not seeking to be seen, but to look deeper into every set of eyes we meet. Listening deeper to every word that someone else says to us. The power in that
is a kind of healing that can be infectious. Last week I talked a lot about how uh, time and nature have, other than metaphorically, but also metaphorically, brought us to examine the foundation of who we are. And I think if we want to do that which is ours to do, it falls to us to make ourselves better first. I know that we come in and we look out this window and we feel refreshed. I know there's something that we all get from being here. But I believe we have the capacity to be that window to each other. And if we don't do that, the window's not serving us anyway. The spark of the divine is in every human being. The sacred is around us. It permeates everything we do. We walk in it. We live in it. We breathe it in. It heals us when we're hurt. It moves us forward when we have strength. It makes us stop and rest when we need to stop and rest. It's abundant. I'd like to uh, talk about the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. It's, it's a pretty familiar thing. The choir sings it uh, maybe a couple of times a year. Um, and it begins, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. But as it goes on, it says... Um, Grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. Love is the doctrine of this church. Love takes off the masks. This is a quote, not an original. Um, Love takes off the masks that we're afraid we cannot live without and know we cannot live within. Know we cannot live within. If we enter this community seeking that seeking each other that's true hospitality to offer our true selves to be seen 
to offer over and over again to see the true selves of others. It isn't always easy to live with open eyes, so open to the eyes of others. But the purpose of this faith is not to make us comfortable. The purpose of this faith is to help us choose to see and bless the world.